I'm Bart. He's Charlie. Post-game wrap. Charlie, we are the national champions. <laughs> <laughs> we are the freaking national oh champions of college baseball. And we're at the team hotel in, the, in Omaha. It's nuts here at the Hilton. Um, here's the thing that I think of about this is everybody knew what the inning was going to be like in about the third inning. So for two hours, we got to enjoy it. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I have sat in the stands. I have laughed and I have cried. I have thought about just different people, different players, my family. And, man, it is uh, what an unbelievable feeling. I had so many feelings going through my head tonight. It, it was just phenomenal. One of the things I thought of, Bart, and you and I started getting messages. I got a message just a minute ago from Pat McMahon, former Mississippi State coach. And you think of guys like him. You think of your Clarks or Palmeros or Jeff Brantleys. You know, this team earned this themselves. But in many ways, you kind of stand on the shoulders of the guys that came before you. And there are so many Mississippi State players that were here tonight that were checking in with us. It's just awesome. It really is. Hey, speaking of Jeff Brantley, they're in a, uh, they're in a rain delay right now. They're playing the uh, – the Padres, and uh, Jeff says, "Hey, can I, can I call in?" And so we're, let's let's call and talk to Jeff. Let's see what Jeff's doing. Let's see what Jeff has to say. Man, let's do it. This is going to be raw audio. Jeff, Bart, Gregory, Charlie Winfield. We're live at the Team Hotel, and uh, I know you've been doing a ball game, but how about this, man? How about this? National champions. <laughs> Well, I, I think the Lord brought the rain here in Cincinnati so I could watch that last inning and watch the celebration. How cool is that? Oh, man, it's unbelievable. Hey, you know, and Charlie and I were thinking about it a moment ago. Yeah, we started t talking about different players. And there's two guys I thought of tonight. I mean, of course, there's so many guys that are big in this program. I thought of Ron Polk, who was able to be here. I thought of Jim Ellis, who's been crawling in that booth since 1979. I think of Everett, who's been driving the team for a long time. Man, it's, it's amazing. It's the, a fan base that I grew up with, Charlie grew up with. Man, you were a huge part of. There's This place is special, and this is a special night. You know, I was I was watching the, the game on ESPN, and I, and I could see some folks that were sitting in the stands two stadiums ago while we were there, and then, then you look back, and they have an opportunity to be there when – the club or when the university wins their first national championship and it's only fitting that it was on the baseball field jeff today mississippi state sends will bednar out to the mound and they sent him out there on just three days rest and i think back of you in 1985 pitching mississippi state through that monday game against michigan and you know the mindset that people always have is just get tough but you know it's not just a matter of getting tough you've been there man how hard is it to do what he did to throw six innings of shutout baseball on three days rest after dominating two other games? I, I think it's amazing. I, I looked at the, the numbers for Bednar, and uh, a lot of that is, is not just physical talent. It's, it's just the mental will and refusing to, to let anything get in the way. And I, I think that a lot of his teammates were kind of looking and hoping maybe he could give you – two or three innings and, and then try to make a transition to send at the end. But, I mean, six innings of no-hit baseball, that guy is freaking awesome. 
Jeff, you look back, I, I was telling Bart, it's one of those times, and he was talking about guys you think of. I, I think of Pat McMahon. I think of Eric DeBose and Paul Mahalam. This is one of those times where, you know, as a broadcaster, we're all supposed to have great words to say, but I'm going to ask the question that is a pretty simple one and probably would get me flunked out of broadcasting school, but, man, just how, how special is this to you as a former Bulldog? I, I, I just, you know, it, it kind of tugs at your heart. You know, you're, you're, watching, you're watching those guys on the field, and, and you know what that means. Um, you know how difficult it is, number one, just to get to the World Series. Um, you're playing a club in Vanderbilt that, you know, they've, they've got two of the top pitchers in the country. And I'm sure that with Kumar Rocker on the mound, everybody's thinking, well, Vanderbilt's got this at hand. But you look back at last night, and, and that club just refused to, to lose. And it, it just brings you a bit of satisfaction. Um, and it kind of takes away the pain of Gene Morgan getting hit in the foot with the line drive. Jeff, we wish you were here. I know you've got to be – you're doing your job right now. You're with the Reds. And, hey, we wish you could be here. It is an unreal scene right now. It reminds me of a bowl game. No, it's, it's crazier than a bowl game right now as far as the team hotel. It's, uh, I, I wish you could be here. And, uh, hey. One of the first guys we thought of, man. You're one of the first guys we thought of because you're one of the reasons that I started coming to a ball game as a kid. And so, anyway, appreciate you joining us. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you for letting me join in a little bit. Party like it's 1985. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, we got Raphael right here, man. We've already talked to Raphael a couple times, and so we're probably going to get him over here in the corner with us in just a few minutes, and we'll tell him you said hello. Give that boy a big hug for me. Appreciate you, Jeff. Y'all have a great night. That's Jeff Brantley, former Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Am I alone, Bart? Words just fail me right now. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's so many just different emotions coming through. I, I During that ball game today, I wanted to cry sometimes. I thought of so many people so many times that as Bulldog fans, you've kind of just had your heart ripped out, man. You you think of the, the moments, and I, I told somebody in about the seventh that part of me says you just can't take this thing for granted but then you look out on that field this team was different there was something about this team and the confidence that they played with your Tanner Allens your Landon Sims your Will Bednars phenomenal and the thing Bednar did today he just gutted through it you've yeah. seen him with better stuff Bart absolutely you've seen him with a lot better stuff and it was so funny we talked to Roy Oswald on Monday night right here a prophet wasn't he Nostradamus man how about that what did Roy say? Roy said the first thing that goes and what you can tell when somebody's on short day rest is the legs go, the bottom half goes. And what happens when the bottom half goes? You start missing high. And about how warming up in the bullpen, he would tell his catcher if he was on short day's rest to sit on top of the plate so he could work on getting it down. And what did we see from Bednar and Rocker early on in the game? The misses were high and arm side. It was exactly what we talked about now. The thing for us and the thing for Bednar, and when we start kind of breaking down this game, is in the first inning when he was missing high, you get the ground ball double play. Rocker, even though he still threw Rocker stuff at times, you could tell he had some tiredness issues as well. He did, and I thought 
And I hesitate to even say this, Bart, but I thought it. I know he's been there. I know he's been on that stage. But it was almost <laughs> like it got to him just a little bit. Hey, brother. It was almost like it got to him just a little bit. Sit down hey, here, buddy. Hey, we're like, going we're, we're we to talk. another guy right we here. Got a, we got a guy who started in the championship series 2013. Luis Poyarena will join us. Luis, let's get you hooked up there, brother. Got the headset. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. You can, can hear, hear me? Now. Yeah. Put it right up to your lip. It, it feels so good. Right there. Man, we just talked to Jeff Brantley. Let's talk to Luis Poyarena. Luis, eight years ago, you stood out there on that mound. And when you're out there in front of a huge crowd, like Will Bednar did tonight. First of all, how tough is it to kind of gather your emotions? You're used to pitching in a big crowd at home at Duty Noble Field. But still, you're on the national spotlight. You did this against UCLA. What Bill Will Bednar did tonight, how tough is that to do? It's, a, it's as tough as it gets. And I'm telling you right now, that, that's a real dog right there. What he did to go six no-hit innings, man, they don't realize what they did. They don't realize how many people are behind this. How I, I feel like I'm part of the team and I'm not, but they did. You are. You are. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny how you know, people ask me all the time, the teams that you guys were on, 12 and 13, and what made those teams different. And I think this team is very similar. When I think of 13 – yeah, we were happy to be here. And were we probably one through nine in our lineup and on the mound, the deepest team that's ever played here? Probably not at all. But, man, I think of dogs. I think of guys that went between the lines. And you know what? It's that fine line. People ask me all the time, the difference in good and great in baseball, to me it's those guys that have that inner drive. This team is a bunch of dogs. I mean, they, they get after it. They ain't country club kids, man. They get after it. Like you said, we weren't the we weren't the best team out there, but m mentally, we were, like you said, we were all dogs, and you can see that. You can see that in Benard's face. As soon as he stepped on the mound, there was no pressure whatsoever. He knew what he would what. Vandy was in trouble from pitch one. They didn't get him in the first inning. They should have. It was over after that. It was a wrap after that. And this team, you could just see its resilience. They have it. I've watched it all year on TV, and I had to come see it in person. And I'll tell you what. It didn't disappoint. It's awesome. This is for this is for the fans. This is all you guys. We love you. I, like I'm speechless. I'm, I'm speechless with what's going on here. So, in, so in, are in we, man. Yeah, we're, we're struggling, man. But I, we love you. You guys make it worthwhile. You, the fans, Starkfro, the Maroon family. You're what makes it worthwhile to come out and put on that uniform and and, and play. And, and put your body on the line because it's worth it. It's all, it's all for you guys, and we thank you for it. Luis, in Starville, we kind of refer to it as the dude effect now, this idea that the crowd kind of makes a difference. I know we weren't in Starville. I was telling Bart just a second ago, I honestly believe, even with a great pitcher like Rocker, the crowd made a big difference in this ballgame today, even with him, even with the guy who's been there. A thousand percent. One thousand percent. When you look in the stands and you see 99% maroon, and you see that little black and gold because they, it's the parent section. If they just sold those tickets, there's no black and gold in there. There's definitely no black and gold in there. 
<laughs> you know that for a fact. I so there was a def oh, one thousand percent dude effect. Oh, it was, it was, and it made it tough. And I thought the dude effect not only hampered Rocker, but their infield as well. And so the, they kicked it around a little bit. I thought the moment got a little too big. And I thought us having that huge advantage with the crowd tonight. I sat beside a guy who's from Omaha, who came tonight just to sit in his seats, and he says, "You know what? It's not like we've never seen anything like this before." We've never seen anything close to like this before is what the guy said. Okay, so listen, we're going to let you go in here and party like the rest of them. But first, before you go, what's Luis Polyurena? We're talking to Luis Polyurena, former Bulldog pitcher. What's Luis Polyurena doing right now? Where are you? You're in the Houston area, right? I'm in Houston, Texas. I'm coaching uh, high school and 10-year-olds. I'm trying to get back into the to, – to, I'm trying to coach college now and hopefully bring my own team in a, in a couple of years here and – Hopefully not play not play Mississippi State because that dude effect is going to take over. I know that. Luis. Hey, it Luis, is. I got to say this, man. You're an all-time Bulldog. I mean, you're an all-time Bulldog, and it's it's awesome to see you here being able to take part in this. I, I, I've, been, I've been far for too long, and I'm, I promise you this. I'm never staying this, this far ever again. I'll be in Starkville next year multiple times. Seeing it, all the people here wearing maroon and white, they, I, I love it. You're I one love of our it. guys, I love, man. Hey, I love it. Love you too, man. Hey, hey. I hope everybody's partying down in Starkville because we're just getting started here. Every, <laughs> this is all for everybody, it's for you, Bart, for all of us. We all got to enjoy this as a family. Luis, good to see you, man. Likewise. Come home anytime. Starkville's home, you. man. Appreciate Thank you. Go, dogs. Luis Poyarena coming to join us. Uh, you know, I haven't seen Luis. I haven't seen Luis in a while, man. And, uh, this Man, place is bonkers. This place is nuts, this man. This place is bonkers. <laughs> so we've talked to Jeff Brantley. We've talked to Luis Paul Urena. You know, looking back at how this game, how, look at how this game kind of unfolded in the first inning. And we're going to talk about our big moments of the game. But looking in that first inning and you see the big crowd, it was almost like on the first pitch when Rowdy Jordan came to the plate it was almost like everyone here was going to try to will and get in Rocker's mind. Setting the tone with the first pitch of the game. Allowing everybody to kind of get in it. Man, just how big is that? That was, that was prototypical Rowdy. Oh, absolutely. And you get out and you just establish from the beginning that you can get a hit off this guy. That you can, you know, just coming right out of the gate getting a hit. And I thought it was so, so important to put runs on the board first because as much as we talk about it and as much as we try to tell people that Kumar Rocker is human, it's a lot easier for people like you and me to say that. It's a lot easier to talk about it on a scouting report. You can look at what he did against Arizona and Alabama earlier in the year. But it's another thing to go step in the box with a guy that shoved it every time you've played against him and who has shoved it on this stage in big moments. And I thought today for Mississippi State, Rowdy Jordan, as simple as it is, just getting the first pitch, first pitch of the game, I thought it set a tone. And he kind of manufactured a run there in the first inning. And then Bednar comes out in the bottom of the first. He's immediately missing high. He gets that first out of, of Bradfield. Thought he had a call third strike. To be honest with you, after seeing all the stuff for Tanner Allen about the breaking ball that was so far inside, and we had talked about Perry Costello at nauseam, and I was so furious that – this guy's given a chance of umpiring behind the plate in the national championship game. Oh, and, what a joke. Yeah, I mean, what an absolute joke. It's all cronyism, man. It's not about how good of an umpire you are. It's an absolute it joke. It cannot be about they, merit. They, let me tell you this. They honored the guy yesterday who is the quote-unquote guy who 
administers all the rules. He's re- he, he should have been. He did a piss poor job. He should have been booed worse than the Whistler. Absolutely. And we're celebrating this guy for training college baseball umpires. What, what a, a joke. joke! What a complete. And you joke. know what? We overcame it. We overcame having to face a team that skipped a game. I tell you what, just an unbelievable job to to come back and settle down. You get the ground ball double play, which is massive for you right there. Hey, let's uh, let's call another dude. All right, let's, let's do see it. If, let's see if we can get somebody on the phone. And so, you got anybody there, man? I'll tell How we you, doing? We got you live on the air, Jake Mangum. How about it, boys? How about it? <laughs> How about that? How about it, Jake? Man, man. I, and hey, listen, I saw where you guys finished up early. So, did you have a chance to watch it? Me, me and Cole were able to watch the last three innings. You sound a little hoarse, man. Have you been yelling no, a little bit? No, it's just, it's just really loud where y'all are. Uh, and let me tell you something. It is, you would not believe the Hilton right now. We're right outside the stadium. We're the closest hotel to the stadium on the outfield side. And, and when I say it's like bowl game atmosphere, man, it is absolutely nuts. It's me and Charlie here, and uh, we're going to try to try to talk through this one a little bit. Man, we're about to come apart right now. Hey, Jake, I've got to man, ask I you this. You, man. Look, our, our fan base deserves it. Our, our fan base, our community, our state, everyone. Everyone's a part of it. This is just the 80s, like the thunder and lightning, Ron Polk, John Cohen, you name it. Everyone's a part of it. This is a, this is a long time coming, and we finally brought it up. Jake, I've got to ask you, you said here in Omaha, in a post-game press conference, and you said, I promise you, Chris Limonis is going to bring home a national championship. He's done it. Man, you never doubted it. Never. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play for him for one year, senior year, and I I, I, I understood he, he was he was going to continue just to dominate the Mississippi baseball, and that's exactly what he did. I couldn't be happier for him. He deserves every bit of this. Um, and just Man, just what a night, man! Just, we did it, just, and that's, that's all there is to say. We we freaking did it. Jake, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I look at kind of what you did over your career, and you look at uh, the pressures of playing in front of so many people. I mean, it takes a special type of player. It takes a special type of player to walk out there in the college game at 18 years of age. How tough is it? being an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid to perform under this style of pressure day in and day out. This team kind of, it, it almost like they, they accepted those pressures. You accepted those pressures, but how tough is it for a young guy to do this? It, it, it's very difficult, but when you have a fan base as good as ours, it, it makes it pretty easy, man. Every out there, 10 to 1,000 people cheering you on, it's it's an unreal, it's an unreal, unreal thing, man. And, and man, it's just after all these years, it, it, that that was the one thing we had missing, and, and now that's that's no longer a thing. Like we got it, man. They freaking did it. Jake, you look at this today, Will Bednar. You know, we start talking about. You know, guys who are all-time Bulldogs, you look at that performance that he had. Man, he's got to be right up there for what he did in this College World Series. Look, man, everyone 
everyone on that baseball team this year has it's, it's their name into the, into the history books of Mississippi State. They were the team to get us over that hill. The 2021 Bulldogs were the team to get us over the hill. They did it. So all of them, man, top to bottom, they, they did it. And, and, and Bednar, his performance tonight was unbelievable. His performance against Texas was unbelievable. He was a vital part of bringing the best well, Jake, hey, listen, man, we'll let you – we'll turn you loose. We know it's a crazy time for you. Just want to let you know, brother, you're part of this too. Hey, keep hitting the baseball, man. We've had fun keeping up with the Rumble Ponies. <laughs> hey, we're rolling, baby. Me, me and Cole are holding it up – or holding it down up here. We may try to call Cole in a minute, see what he's doing. His father-in-law is standing right over here by us right now. He's, he's saying, hey, call, I, call I Cole. He, I, I heard he's a wreck right now. <laughs> Jake Mangum, hey, appreciate you, Jake. Hey, man, you're a part of this too, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. And that's Jake Mangum. So we talked to Jeff Brantley. We talked to Luis Pogurano. There's Jake Mangum. Man, I mean, Charlie, so I start thinking about, you know, so many, so many big moments. I mean, and I'm trying not to get sentimental here. And, yeah, first of all, I, th- I think before we go any further, you know, what we talked about with Jeff Brantley a minute ago, I mean, one of the guys, and I know that we are, you know, very biased here working in media, but you start thinking about back in the 70s. And of course, we had great baseball before Ron Polk got to Mississippi State. Paul Gregory was outstanding. We had a College World Series team in the early 70s. I think I saw Larry Pavlou the other day who played in 1979. You start thinking about Bruce Castoria, Mark Gillespie in 81. But one of the guys who really, I think, helped build the fandom was the guy that built the largest radio network at Mississippi State. Yes. And that was in the country, and that was Jim Ellis. Yes. And how hard he went into finding radio stations throughout the state of Mississippi, whether it be on the coast, whether it be in the Memphis area, and all points in between. WLSM 107.1 in Louisville. I used to tune in to every game. And... It's almost like the Harry Carey effect of the Cubs and the Cardinals. It's almost like you fall in love with a team in our era, sometimes over the radio. And, man, I can't help but think about Jim tonight. That was one of the first things I thought of, man. I'm telling you, I got teary-eyed just thinking about it, how great he's been to me, how great he's been to us. You know who else I think of? Um, And this won't relate to uh, Mississippi State as much, but Phil Harrison. You talk about WLSM. Phil Harrison's the guy that put you and me on the air for the first time and given us a chance to go broadcast Nanawoya Knox Pater games. Yep. It's been really cool. And, you know, that's the thing. People do not understand the work that Jim Ellis did going and finding guys just like Phil Harrison in every town in all these states and getting us on the radio. And it didn't matter where you were, you could find a Mississippi State broadcast. And yeah, it was- it's, it's been absolutely it's amazing. I think you make a great point. He is he has a significant hand in the success of this team. And I mean it goes back to the people. You talked about Pat McMahon a little bit ago. I mean, I think of all these GAs, I think of a Buck Showalter. Just try to call Buck. Buck may be in the bed by now. <laughs> Man, um but I, you know, I started thinking about Jim and I started thinking about, you know, coming up here as a kid. I mean, that's that's why tonight's so special, man. You start thinking about all those times you stood out in line because they put just a handful of chairback seats on sale two hours before the game, just hoping that you may get a couple. 
But if you didn't, that was okay. You sat in the bleachers and you'd burn up and you watched the ball game because that was your major league team out there. We didn't have major leagues. We don't have major league sports or professional sports in Mississippi. And that's what this team became for us. And, man, I started thinking back to, you know, Joe Deere, who was a longtime sports information director. So many, like a, a Bob Hartley. Man, you know, Charlie Nelson, uh, Charlie Donald came in here a minute ago, and he was like, man, can you imagine Jack Crystal? I mean, just so many guys who this would mean so much to. And I think of Jack Thomas, and I know a lot of folks have no idea who Jack Thomas is, but he was the old man who used to pick up, tick up, uh, take up the tickets down the first base side. And he would get there about four hours before every home game, and he'd back his truck in, and he would sit there and take a nap. He was about 75 years old. And I'll always remember him early in the season say, we're going to get it this year, boys. We're going to get it this year. And uh, he passed away several years ago. You know, Don Permitter did the same thing. I mean, you start thinking about all the old, old-timers who used to come and be the ushers and just how awesome. Joe Ed Vicker, I mean, just just uh, John Ed and, man, so many different guys. That's This is this is a cool night. I'll, I'll tell you who I think about tonight, Bart, and, and it really hit me this afternoon. I was walking around, and somebody came up to me, and they said, you know, how is it that you and Bart seem to remember every guy that played in 1986, in 1987? And I got to thinking about that because, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the sports, obviously. We talk a lot about those games. But one of the people I think of today who is really responsible for my knowledge of Mississippi State baseball, my love for Mississippi State baseball, is uh, my sister, Melissa Winfield. And Melissa Winfield, you'd have to know, when she was 11 years old in 1985, got very sick. She had a brain tumor. The last trip we were able to take healthy together as a family was to the College World Series. And she battled blindness for five years. And this isn't meant to be sentimental, Bart, but because she was blind, she asked me to read her the game programs. And she asked me when we'd sit in the stand, she'd like to go watch fall baseball. Even though she was blind, she liked the sounds of the park. And she asked me to basically broadcast games for her. And so it was a, a really cool experience. That's why I know that Ray Molino was from Wetumpka, Alabama, and went to Lurleen B. Wallace Junior College because I spent all that time reading to her about those guys. And, you know, she got the last ball game that she was able to uh, see was Mississippi State advancing the College World Series in 1990. And so I think of her tonight as well. And I know a lot of people, Bart, are having these exact same moments right now saying, I'm just glad, glad I lived to see it. I'm glad I was able to be here with my kids. I wish my dad, or you know, obviously I'm very fortunate my dad. I can't wait to get home to see my parents and just hug them. Uh, but, you know, this is a big moment, a sentimental moment for a lot of people. It really is. It's, you know, I, I thought about your sister, to be honest with you. I thought about you and your, your sister. I, I called my dad a little while ago, thank goodness. You know, I can have those conversations. I called my brother. I mean, I, I start thinking about the times that they loaded us up and drove 43 miles from Nantaloya to come to a ball game and watch a ball game and how many days we sat in the yard or sat up in the back or rode a tractor listening to Jim Ellis, whatever. And uh, it, that's it's that's what makes it special. Okay, so we got another call coming up. Chris Young, who is the bullpen coach for the Chicago Cubs. And uh, Chris is going to join us. This is all somewhat live. You're going to hear it later on. And I'm not hey, editing anything. Chris Jones, or Chris Young, <laughs> Chris Young, Chris Young. Uh, hold on, I'm walking outside. <laughs> hold on, I got to get outside. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man, this place is absolutely hey. nuts. Hey, Chris uh, Young uh, joins us now. We're live on the radio, Chris. You're with Bart and Charlie. And uh, 
Hey, so you sent me a text during the game. So where did you watch the game from? Oh, guys. I, so I uh, we had we – had, uh, unfortunately, the Cubs got their tails kicked in Milwaukee for the third day in a row. Uh, we got on the bus to head back from Milwaukee to Chicago. So I watched the first six innings on the bus, and then I found uh, Murphy's Bleacher Bar right on the corner, and I was able to watch the last three innings there. <laughs> and was probably way too emotional of a human being to watch that baseball game in a bar. <laughs> All right, Chris, man, you've been there in big moments for Mississippi State. You won an SEC tournament championship game. You know from being around pro guys, and we've talked about with you, the ability to bounce back. Will Bednar, man, the guy threw 100 pitches just four days ago. He gets three days rest, comes back today, six no-hit innings. I had somebody behind me saying, Man, he just seems to be throwing more balls than he used to. I was like, man, do you have no idea what this guy's doing right now? Just how incredible was that performance by Will Bednar? Hey, it was incredible. And if I can be honest, I was the guy going, Will, you're so straight, throw strikes. <laughs> I was the guy I was the guy on the bus going, Will, your stuff's really good, throw strikes. But but what to come back on three days rest in that big a moment against an incredible team. And, and to just and to just like I, I felt like he had to find it for three or four innings and then he found it and then the slider got locked in and then honest to God from afar it felt like he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna give up a hit until the game was over. Talking to Chris Young, bullpen coach for the Chicago Cubs, who played at Mississippi State, and he was a two thousand one SEC tournament MVP. Hey, we talked to Roy Oswalt the other night after the Monday game, and we were talking about uh, you know Christian McLeod and you're coming out trying to establish pitches. And we also talked about the leg drive of, of a guy coming back on short day rest. And he said, hey, let me tell you, the thing you're going to – the telltale sign is going to be losing things high and outside. He said because the, the bottom half is just it's, – it's fatigued and you just can't catch up. What were – <laughs> What were your thoughts? I mean, what were your early observations of, of seeing Will Bednar tonight, knowing he's on three days rest? If you looked at him in the first inning, are you sitting there saying, hey, here's a guy that's going to go six hitless innings? Well, I, I, I'm not one to ever argue with Roy Oswald because I think what Roy did to game of, like, game of professional baseball is incredible. But I would agree. I, I, I think pitching starts with the leg. And, and my honest opinion of Will Bednar not ever having met him was early on it looked like he was excited. And it looked like he was out of his balance point or out of his flexion point a little early. And when I saw kind of the arm side up misses, I was just like, all right, Will, you got great stuff. The ball's jumping out of your hand tonight. You're really excited. Just get back in the strike zone and they're not going to hit you. And, again, like, I say that not knowing Will personally, not ever having worked with Will. I, once I felt like Will got in the strike zone, I thought his stuff was going to dominate, just how electric it was. We just needed Will to get back in the strike zone early on, and his stuff would play, in my opinion. Landon Sims, we've talked about him before. That guy's just a monster. It's... It, it, it's so fun to watch. Like it, it reminds me of. It reminds me of being teammates with Pap. It, it reminds me of like I've got a really cool job now where I watch Frank Kimball come in and it's like, all right, boys, pack this stuff up. It's over. 
like he gives he gives off the same vibe, and and it's the confidence, it's the tempo, um, it, it's it's everything that makes him one of the best relievers this school's ever seen. And and he'll and, and the cool part for him now is like he's gonna live in infamy now in the QB history. No doubt. Hey, Chris, I know it's a crazy time for you, man. Wish you could be here. We talked to a number of guys and. We say the same thing, man. You're a part of building the program. Appreciate you. Wish you could be here right now, man. The team hotel is absolutely nuts. Absolutely uh, nuts. Well, yeah, I will tell you that I've, I've got a text thread going with, with Travis Chapman, Darren Wright. I've been texting Pap with Papelbon all night long. And, and, I, and I think the coolest part about what happened tonight was it was, it was incredible that 25 guys got that done. I hope they feel like the 2,500 that have come before them were poor for them because uh, there's there's no there's no more special place to play college baseball than Mississippi State. And and tonight the text messages, the FaceTimes back and forth. I, I had a I had a FaceTime with Johnson Holder after the team won, where the look in both of our eyes was almost tears. And and I hope those guys. At the end of the day, when this thing settles down, they can feel like they won it for Will Clark and Raphael Palmero and Jonathan Holder and Jake Mangum and Paul Mahalo and Jonathan Holder. I feel like like these guys are going to live in infamy. They're going to live in infamy for pulling that up for all of us. Hey, Chris, appreciate you. Great to talk with you as always. I'm going to get back over there and say, hey, we're leaving here, and I think we're going to go to Chicago. I wish you guys were in town. I wish you were in town. But hey, yeah. Oh, man. Hey, we're in town. We got three days in Cincinnati. After that, we're in town. Y'all come see us, please. Absolutely. It'll happen. Hey, Frank's starting to us. Absolutely. That's Chris Young. Uh, Y'all have a great night. You too. Chris Young, bullpen coach for the Cubs, joining us here. We're at the Hilton Omaha, Mississippi State. How about this, Charlie? How about this? Who would have ever believed the script would include – a no-hitter going to the eighth inning? <laughs> no. I, I, I would have given you exactly uh, whatever the number less than zero is. That's the number I would have given you as a percentage chance on that. Man, it's uh, just so many things about the game. And that's – I mean, I can't – we're trying to do the show right now. I'm getting worn out with, with texts and, <laughs> and calls and things like that. I, I got another guy that says, hey, I want you to call me right now. He saw us tweeting about all the guys we got going. And – we're live right now, and hey, hey, don't say anything bad because we're live on the radio. We're going to talk. That's fine. You got Bart and Charlie right here. We're live at the team hotel in downtown Omaha. The dogs have just won the national championship, and we're talking to the best daggum pitcher in Major League Baseball right oh, you now. Got that right. Brandon Woodruff joins us right now. And Brandon, did you have a chance to watch the game at all? Oh, are you kidding me? I was watching. Um I was watching uh, as soon as we got on the plane and, and ended up finishing it in the hotel when we got into Pittsburgh tonight. Brandon, we've been talking tonight, Mississippi State, basically one-hit baseball, and you've got a guy going to the mound and Will Bednar on three days rest. You've got Landon Sims coming out of the pen, three days rest. Man, you've lived it. You've been there. Just how tough is it? How impressive is it what those guys were able to do for Mississippi State today? And not just do, but do it on the biggest stage. Super impressive. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. I can I, – the fans are going crazy in the hotel. It's pretty cool. But, um, <laughs> it's like a bowl game, nuts, man. But that's right. Super impressive. You could, you could tell the composure was there. Um, 
they looked like they had it under control from the first inning on, and um, that was fun to watch, man. I, I was I was almost in tears after they won. Hey, we just talked to Jake Mangum a minute ago. We were talking about you know how. You know, what, is, what does this do for, for preparing you for the future? I mean, we've got some guys. We've got a Bednar who's going to be a first-round guy. You've got a, a Landon Sims. You've got so many different guys on this team. Of course, a Tanner Allen, who was a player of the year. What does playing yeah. at a place like Mississippi State, when you're playing in front of thousands or tens of thousands of people on a weekend basis, what does it do for you to prepare you for where you are right now? I tell people all the time the best decision I ever made was to go to Mississippi State. Um, and I think it prepared me for pro ball like any other. When, you, when you're playing Southeast's conference, especially at Mississippi State, and, it's, and your home team and the fans are just unbelievable, um, and playing in games like they just played in the night, it prepares you for the next level and prepares you for the biggest stage. So, um, man, I just I, I can't stop smiling hearing all the fans in the background because I know it's going crazy. Let me describe it for you right now. The team is walking through the hotel, and Jonathan Papelbon is standing on top of the bar. He is. He is I can imagine. <laughs> he is stand, Jonathan Papelbon is standing <laughs> on top of the bar as the team is walking through. Hey, Brandon, proud of you, man. Um, Hey, it just Thank seems you. like everything's lining up right now. It seems like, I mean, from afar, it looks like you, you feel as comfortable as you've ever been. How do you feel right now on the mound? Uh, pretty good. Um, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot and just trying to be as consistent as possible. And, uh, I mean, it's 162 games, so you got to just kind of hang in there for the long haul and hopefully get to October and be able to pitch in some games like, um, like Mississippi State just won tonight. Hey, we'll let you go, man. I know you. I know it's a crazy time for you. We'll let you get everything sorted out at the hotel. And hey, we wish you were here, man. I'm, we're proud of you, brother. I know it. I, I wish I was. Appreciate it, and have a have a great rest of the night. Celebrate. That's Brandon Woodruff. He literally is the best baseball pitcher in Major League Baseball right now. People taking pictures. People coming up hugging us. It's been phenomenal. State is the national champions of college baseball. How about that? And every guy said the same thing. And that's the thing about it, Charlie, is this place is so different, man. This place is this place is so, so different. You know who I want to talk to? I want to talk to Cole Gordon. They can get Cole Gordon on the telephone, Bart. What's Cole going to say? What's Cole going to talk about? Craig Reed's here. That's his father-in-law. Yeah, you know, he's a rumble pony. I tell you, this is this is absolute pandemonium. <laughs> I I have never in my life experienced anything like this associated with baseball at any level, much less college baseball. And just the sheer unbridled joy, the excitement, the passion is just absolutely off the charts right now. And I gotta tell you this. If I were 18 and walking through here. And I had a chance to be a part of this. It would be hard to say no, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think there's any way you could tell anybody no. Oh, my goodness. This is this is phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We got you, Cole. We're going to try to talk to Cole Gordon in just a moment. 
You got you, Cole. Absolutely. Can you hear me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we can hear you. Hey, we just talked to your teammate. We're talking to all the, the, the rough ponies right now. And so, isn't that what? The rumble ponies. The rumble ponies. Hey, I saw your father-in-law a minute ago, and uh, he said to, to make sure you oh, get to bed early tonight. Cole Gordon, Cole Gordon joins us. Hey, Cole, we talked to Jake a minute ago. I know you guys are teammates right now. He said you guys were able to watch the game later, man, just first and foremost. As a former player, who played in Omaha and uh, was on that mound when we made it to get to Omaha. How special of a moment is this for you? Uh, honestly, I, I didn't know I could feel like this not being in the field, but this is probably one of the happiest moments of my life with baseball. It is, I mean, it's, Jake and I, yeah, we had a great moment, and I, I shed some tears, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's been incredible um, how happy. Here we are for, for those guys, for Coach Motors, Coach Pat Fox, I'll go through a team for all those guys, uh, and really for the university. We know how much it meant when we were there, and finally to have uh, this team put it across, I mean, it, there's, there's no words to describe it. Cole, you look back at the history of Mississippi State baseball, and we've been so close so many times. Chris Lamonis, the guy able to push it across. You, had, you played for Chris Lamonis. Talk about the kind of guy, the kind of coach that Chris Lamonis is and how that helped lead to tonight. I mean, I think Jake put it great. Like, you know, that's the guy that's going to bring us championship, and we do it because Coach, Coach Lamonis, he, he just instills that confidence in you and that respect to where, you know, some coaches feel like they have to demand it, some coaches feel like they have to do it, and, and Lamonis is like that. He, he earns it. Um, how he cares about us, how he goes about his coaching staff, you respect him so much, you respect everything he's doing, um, that you want to fight, you want to fight for him. You want to fight for him, you believe in his cause, you buy into his system. Uh, it's so easy to buy into what he's doing because of who he is as a person. Um, I think it just makes you want to play that much more, and he just inspires his players to a level that really I've never seen. It's pretty incredible what he's been able to do. Talking to Cole Gordon, former Bulldog pitcher. Cole, here's the thing. We've talked to, uh, to Chris Young tonight, the bullpen coach for the Cubs. We've talked to Jeff Brantley already. We just got hung up the phone with Brandon Woodruff. And we, we talk about coming back on short day rest, but but I want to talk about you know something that that's big, and that's finding a release point with a pitch. And you kind of lived very heavily with a curveball. And does it affect you even more, or do you want to throw even more breaking ball stuff when you're coming on short day rest? And how tough is it to find release point on a short day rest? Gosh, I mean, like you said, it, it is so tough, and that's why. You know, what, what Will was able to do tonight, I mean, I'm hats off. What, what can you say? I mean, honestly, what else can you say about it? I don't think we can talk enough about what he did. Um, and not only did he go out there and throw, but, my goodness, no hitter uh, through six. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's honestly, it's, it's an athletic feat that should really be recognized more highly for what it was because, yeah, like you said, it's hard to find a release point. And, you know, forget the curry. Luckily for Will, he doesn't have to live off a curveball when he's throwing at 94. I mean, that is a, it's electric. It's electric what he did. Um, it's electric. He, you know, he still throws breaking ball well. He's a gross one. I'm not saying that. But, I mean, it's, it's incredible. What he was able to do and what he did this whole season for that team um, needs to be committed. I mean, that, that kid is incredible. I, I'm, I'm super excited to watch him pitch for a long time to come. Cole, it's great to talk with you, man. Proud of you, too. Sure. We talked talk, talk to all these guys. Proud of you. You're part of it, man. Wish you could yeah, be no. here. This crowd is nuts. We're at the team hotel. Papa Bond's been I on the bar. It's, it's, it's been crazy. And, uh, hey, we appreciate you. You're a part of this, man. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm, just, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be able to watch these guys. It was incredible.
That's Cole Gordon, former Bulldog pitcher. He was on the mound to clinch the regional, the super regional the last time we got to Omaha in 2019. And, man, he was a great closer that year. I think that's the first time I used the phrase, we're going all in. Because you remember, we brought Cole Gordon into a ball game where he had been throwing a lot that weekend. It was like, we're going all in right here. You're about to win it with your best guy or lose it with your best guy. And we were able to win it with Cole Gordon. Cole Gordon won a lot of games for Mississippi State on the mound. And I go back, Bart, this scene is, it's beyond pandemonium. Pandemonium doesn't quite convey what we are seeing here in this hotel. There are people everywhere. Look, these guys are going to be legends, Bart. They're going to be legends. It's it's absolutely. And I want to go back to this. And this this is the thing about baseball. There was something, you know, we always want to measure, and some people out there want to measure guys by how tall they are, how much they weigh, and how much they bench press. And I get all that, and I get the idea that Mississippi State was too small and had a bunch of little guys. But, man, it's tough to measure the heart. And if you go back, you look at this team. This team had a lot going for it. And the number one thing I'd say, it had a lot of brass. And you look, we just played the College World Series without making an error. And you talk about how far we've come along. We were sat in the broadcast booth doing games earlier this year where a routine ground ball on the infield was an adventure. A pop-up on the infield had a lot of uncertainty to it, and this team played it clean. How about Lane Forsyth? How about all-tournament team? All Lane Forsyth is on the altar. Of course, Bednar was the MVP of the College World Series. And you had a number of guys. I've got to scroll back through Twitter a long, long way before I find that tweet. But Forsyth was on it. Rowdy Jordan was on it. Tanner Allen was on it. You had a number Logan of- Tanner was on it. Hancock was on it. Man, how about the job of your middle infield? How about Cameron James? You talk about a guy who came into fall camp and everybody's talking about the pro prospect at shortstop and he lost his job. And then he lost his job at third base for a couple weeks there. Yeah. And let me tell you something. You don't win tonight. You don't win the national championship without Cameron James making plays at third and Logan Forsyth making plays at shortstop. It's phenomenal, isn't it? You go back and you want to judge things too early. you got to let it play out sometimes. I thought the play by DeBrule when Hancock was going to get it and then had to turn around, it was like the quarterback throwing the the five-yard out before the receiver had broke. Yes, Hancock got to the bag and the ball was there. And he started thinking about big plays. And Hey, before we go any further, we haven't even talked about the folks that are making this possible. We're live in the roving Bank First studios. Bank First, a better way to bank. They've got locations throughout Mississippi, throughout Alabama. They're a growing bank. They do a great job with the commercial lending, tremendous job with their mortgage department. If you're looking to refinance, but Bank First Great guys, Moe Griffin. You think my man Marcus Mallory's happy right now? I think all those guys are happy right now. I think I saw Johnny Ray earlier. Man, you start talking about you. Know, we talk about John Shapley all the time, and man, just Jimmy yeah, my man, Jade Ray and Jake, his kids, great Bulldogs too. Dennis Bach and Start. Well, man, I'm getting blown up on text right now, and, and so I have a, an Apple Watch on, and my wrist is shaking. <laughs> My wrist is sad. I haven't been able to look at any of it. I'm going to have hundreds of text messages, man. And uh, so looking back at the game, 
And I guess we do need to talk about the game a little bit. We talked about how, you know, the last two hours of the game, you really had a chance to settle in and just enjoy the moment. It was almost like the second half of the Gator Bowl. And, of course, this is on a different level. level When, we, when you beat Michigan, you had a chance to sit there and savor the moment. We were able to savor the moment in this one. And so much is going to be talked about Will Bednar. But I think of guys like a Braylon Skinner who went and got a line, a fly ball out in left center field. I mean, plays were made. It's not just the infield guys. It was guys hey, in the outfield as well. You just hit on something I want to talk about, and that is when we got to the ballpark today, you find out that Brad Cumbest isn't able to play. He got hit on the wrist with a pitch yesterday. You find out he's not able to play, and you start to say, what are we giving up with the bat? Braylon Skinner gave you something in the outfield today, man. He went and got some balls, and he took charge and played a very good defense for Mississippi State tonight. All right. I guess I need to pull up some stats. I got a stat for you, Bart. You want a stat? I want a stat. I want a good stat. The stat is Mississippi State just won a ball game by a score of 9 to nothing. How about that for a stat? Nine to nothing and twenty-two to two, and they gave up one hit. Gave up one. One. Yeah, they they only got one. <laughs> so all right, let's think about this, okay? You want to talk about domination? You take away the first inning of game one. They score three runs in the next what? That twenty-six innings? Yeah. Yeah. And so. You go back and you want to look at it and you want to say, and I'm going to say it again because we're talking about more than just this game. We're talking about a national championship. It's not just that Will Bednar went out there today and competed his tail off. It's not just that you've got that animal Sims to bring in the ball game at the end. You've got to go back to last night too. Houston Harding goes out there. Preston Johnson for five innings. Those guys in great degree made today possible because that's why you had Sims on the back end. Uh, again, that, that is a huge deal. But it's and also you play it differently knowing he's back there. And it's also how important is it to get those big at-bats last night to expand the lead to take Landon Sims off the table last night. You were Not only did you have the lead, you were able to expand the lead. And we start talking about times, at times, Charlie, about how sometimes games are not won on the day they're played. This game was partially won yesterday with the way that you hit the ball through the lineup and you won big to save Landon Sims. And I'm going to I'm going to go one step further than that, Bart. This game if there is an advantage to losing that ball game on Monday, it's the way you lost it. And we said that about Vanderbilt today. Yes. We said that about Vanderbilt last night. You know, the the thing that really stood out to you Actually, I was on Macho. That's what it was. I was on Macho earlier today, and I was like, you know, the thing that's tough is the way that Vanderbilt lost last night. They saved some bullets. They saved their bullets. But we <laughs> – Hey, here's the thing, too. I, I, I don't want the greatness of Will Bednar to get lost. I know we talked a ton about him. Will Bednar on three days rest was better than Kumar Rocker on four. Absolutely. Ab abs but, but Okay. Let's go. Let's go down that rabbit hole. All right, let's Let, head. Let's go. How has Fox, Scott Foxhall managed Will Bednar and Landon Sims all season long? Thank you, thank you. Because what did we hear? Man, it goes back to the mentality of what you're trying to accomplish with a team. Think back, Bart, to Sunday at South Carolina, 
Why aren't we bringing in Sims? Why aren't we bringing in Sims to win a conference game in April? You had this pitching staff ready to go when it mattered. You didn't see guys breaking down at the end. And I think you have to give a ton, an absolute ton of credit to Scott Foxhall. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They you, didn't you manage went, emotionally. No. They had a plan and they stuck to it because there are so many times when you're in a tight ball game where it would have been easy to say, we're going to leave Bednar in there another inning. We're going to get Sims in there. We're going to get Preston Johnson to squeeze one more out of him. But they played the long game, and that's why today that you're the national champion. So you're up 3 nothing, and you go to the fifth inning. And you get back-to-back -back singles by Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen. But then Luke Hancock has the RBI single. Logan Tanner has the RBI single. And to be honest with you, the way that you're pitching and Vanderbilt's lineup is not – it's not the 97 LSU team. And that's not a – it is a knock. But when you went 5 nothing and you knew what you had on the back end of that thing – I thought that was massive, getting the runs in the fifth inning, yes. getting getting back-to-back -back guys on base. And let's take a look at our stats. And our stats are brought to you by Maroon and White Realty of Startville. Maroon That's and White. Sterling Dahl today, by the way. I was walking out of the stadium, and I got almost tackled and bear-hugged by Sterling Dahl. And he asked me to rein you in a little bit. Did he really? Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I think maybe he said just, you know, kind of – Kind of guard the edges. Uh, okay. I didn't know if I need to be reined in. I haven't said anything yet. I could say a lot of things right now, especially about Vanderbilt. I saw Britt Reynolds out in the outfield, too. And he's part of Sterling's team. Yeah. Got Britt. Man, just a great team that they have at, uh, at Maroon and White. And the uh, offensively for us tonight, Rowdy Jordan had the most hits. Started out three for three. He went three for six with an RBI and a double. Tanner Allen, two for five. Thank you, guys. We have enjoyed watching you play. It's It's been just – it's been an honor. I saw Rowdy's dad, Kevin, earlier today, and I walked up to him. They live in the same neighborhood as Butch Thompson over at Auburn. And, you know, I kind of – I think back to <laughs> everybody thinking they were hitting Rowdy on purpose when, when <laughs> Kevin and Butch lived right down the – I mean, literally, like, hundreds of yards from each other. And – just to talk to him and told, tell him, hey, I enjoy watching your son play ball. And here, let me tell you what, and we talked to Jake Mangum, and this is not a knock at Jake at all. This is not a knock at Rowdy at all. But Rowdy Jordan had a tough situation a couple years ago when you try to stand in and come in behind Jake Mangum. That ain't hard. I mean, that ain't easy. That ain't easy. And he settled in at the top of that lineup. He struggled a little bit at times early last year. But, man, he gave you a bona fide leadoff guy just about all of this season. You go back and you look, and we start talking about all these Mississippi State greats, Clark, Palmero, you know, Pete Youngs and Richie Grahams and Tommy Raffos. And in those same breaths as your Paul Mahalams and Eric DeBose and all those guys, we're going to be talking about Rowdy Jordan Tanner Allen. Our kids who are here today, I had a chance just walking around Omaha today because I think so much about my childhood as a fan. And normally I'm the guy who is like, you know, who are these kids in my way? Normally I'm a little bit of a curmudgeon. But I saw these guys today, and all I could think about was Charlie Winfield at age 12. And I thought, I hope we leave here today with something these kids are going to be talking about forever. 
Oh, yeah. And they're going to be talking about those guys for the rest of their lives. Because at the end of the day, we've always ended a season on a loss. I mean, we've always we, – we've talked about – you know, you talk about Doug Johnson in Texas, and you heard Jeff Brantley talk a little bit ago about kind of exercising that demon a little bit with that line drive off Gene Morgan. You think of a Greg Elena. You think of a Bobby Dahlbeck of how many how many ways can, can you end the season in despair – and it's not like that right now. Man, I tell you what, this place is nuts. This place is absolutely nuts. Let's finish giving you the stats brought to you by Maroon and White Realty. Cameron James went 0 for 5 tonight. But, you know, I tell you what, Cam James in this uh, College World Series provided some big sticks for you. He was outstanding in the field tonight. Luke Hancock was 2 for 4, drove in a couple of runs. Logan Tanner was 2 for 5. He scored a run. Scotty DeBrule 1 for 3. Skinner coming in the lineup tonight. You know he hasn't seen he hasn't seen spin like that in a while. He has not had a chance to get any, get many at bats. He was 0 for three. Kellum Clark was a, a big one for five. That was the knockout blow, the home run by Kellum Clark, and then the Forsyth one for four in the game. We talk about Will Bednar. Bednar goes six innings tonight, no runs, no hits, four strikeouts, three walks. Turns it over to Landon Sims, who gets the nine-out save. Three innings of work. <laughs> no runs, one hit. Struck out four. He walked one through 49 pitches. And so State gets the win from Bednar. He ends his season at 9-1. and one. And when you have a 9-1 and one record in the SEC, that is <laughs> absolutely – that's, that's unbelievable. For Vanderbilt, Bradfield went 0 for 4. You had one hit. One, one hit. One hit. You had one Can't hit. Can't say that on the radio. Carter Young had the only hit. He was 1 for 3, a single in the eighth inning. So that was it for Vanderbilt tonight. They were 1 for one for 27 at the plate. They walked four times. They struck out eight times. Timeout. What does it say about a team when you take a guy like Carter Young and you drop him five spots in the order coming into this game? Yep. Tells you you're, you're having some troubles. It really does. Rocker goes four and a third, gives up five runs, four earned on six hits, six strikeouts, two walks. Michael Vane came in to pitch two innings, got touched for four runs on four. He was good into the home run. <laughs> uh, this home run, does that do adequate justice to that ball? Kill, kill him, Clark, man. He is, it was a moonshot. He can run into one, man. Six strikeouts, excuse me, three strikeouts, three walks for McIlvain. Was that a fastball, by the way? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I said to the guy next to me, you know, he was guessing a little bit at times. I said, come up there first pitch, just guess fastball, see what happens. Murphy, then Schultz finished it out. And those were the guys we knew that they had to back in. Rocker, McIlvain, Murphy, they could probably get to Maldonado if they had the lead. And so, I mean, they, they burned through some freshmen last night, but they, they used their dogs today. And uh, so that's a look at it. State, nine runs, 12 hits, no errors. Errorless baseball for the entire College World Series. That's what did it. That is that is the recipe for winning the whole daggum thing. Ten left on base. Vanderbilt, one run. Excuse me, no runs, one hit, three errors. They lead just four on the bases. And that's a look at our stats brought to you by Maroon and White Realty. Okay, time now for our play of the game, brought to you by Two Brothers Smoked Meats on University Drive and Startwell, right in the heart of the Cotton District. Man, I tell you what, we said last night looks like the Cotton District after a football game on a Saturday night. This is absolutely crazy. It's tight in here right now. 
So Charlie plays the game. Well, Brought to you by Two Brothers Smoke Meats. What's he got? I got the double play in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, Bednar gets the strike out of Bradfield to start the ball game. Then Vaz walks on a 3-2 pitch. Keegan walks on a 3-2 pitch after fouling some off. So now you got guys on first and second. We're leading it one to nothing. But things are getting a little tense because Bednar's had trouble throwing strikes at that spot. And, in fact, I say you're having trouble th- throwing strikes. To Bradfield, he went 2-0. To Vaz, he went 3-0. He comes back on Keegan and goes 3-1. And, and then he comes back on Nolan, and Nolan grounds in double play. But he falls behind to him 3-1, and one, gets a swinging strike. There's a couple of foul balls, and then gets a ball that was hit pretty hard to Forsythe. I thought Forsythe did a nice job staying down on it, make the double play. And the Bulldogs get out of the first inning. I thought that, to me, play of the game. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and to be honest with you, that, that really is the – it has to be the play of the game. It is the play of the game. And, I mean, I want to say that what I was talking about in the fifth inning, when you get the two runs in the fifth inning to run that score out to five to nothing. And then, of course, the Kellum Clark home run, the three-run home run. That ended all doubt. That, it became a celebration at that point. Yeah, it did. It did. And so – I'm going to go with yours. I mean, I, I know that's that's very simple and that's stupid. We've never done that before. But I, it has to be that double play. It is that double play. Or you could go with Isaiah Thomas. You could go with that leadoff walk in the second inning. You're in the same situation. You're up 3 nothing at the time. You give up the leadoff walk to Spencer Jones on a lengthy at bat. You get a pop-up. But then back-to-back strikeouts as Bednar kind of settles down right there and kind of keeping it at a zero on the board in the second inning. That was massive as well. And so State wins it 9 to nothing to uh, claim the national championship over Vanderbilt. And that's a look at our big plays brought to you by Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Two Brothers Smoked Meats on University Drive right in the heart of the Cotton District. Man, the menu is outstanding. I bet there's a lot of folks right now Oh, at boy. Two Brothers Smoke Meats. imagine? Eating those cheese fries, getting those tacos and smoke wings and some bottled waters. Yes, indeed. They're flying off the, flying off the shelf. Charlie, um, hey, just after talking to so many of these guys we talked to tonight, we talked to Luis Polyurena, we talked to Brandon Woodruff, we talked to Jeff Brantley, and all these guys we talked to, it, it kind of comes back to this. and. You know, we talk about our moments as kids growing up, and this is kind of what you dream of. And, you know, my dream was to play. If I couldn't play, you know, for Mississippi State, that was the dream, though. That was that was what you – that's what you were in the backyard. I mean, you were a Mississippi State guy. It wasn't like you were – you know, had that professional team to, to follow. And I always said if I couldn't play it, I wanted to broadcast it. And going back to what we talked about a little bit last night about giving the opportunity that, that we've been given – as two Mississippi State guys and the number of people that have come up to us during this run. And, I mean, we're on the outside periphery. We're on Tier 3 right now as far as being a part of this. But I tell you what, man, it is everything I thought it would be to uh, to win the national cha- the national championship in base- <laughs> in baseball in, in, in our sport. That's – Man, I, you just can't undersell it about and how special this is for, for me and my – you know, Sims is sitting here with me right now with the headset on. And 
I remember being 10 years old and, and, and watching these dogs play. And so he's going to remember this. We're going to remember this, you know, when, when, when you're getting ready to go, this is, this is a day you're still going to remember. You know, somebody I think we need to give some credit to as well, and that's John Cohen. Bart, you know, you go back and you look. We had a period of time where we weren't terribly good. Yeah. And John Cohen came in, and for a couple of years we weren't terribly good. But, you know, you go back and you think of guys like Nick Vickerson. You think about guys who just kind of stuck with it. You know, you think of a Jonathan Ogden we talk about who got that shortstop spot ready for a Frazier to take over. You think about all those guys and kind of went through Grant Hogue in center field. You think about these guys who kind of went through that adjustment. Jared Parks, West Thickpin. I mean, he could just go on. C.T. Bradford. But, uh, man, what a – Caleb Reed. Caleb Reed who, who gave you everything he had and then got a guy who behind him better, Jonathan Holder. One of the more phenomenal stories, a guy who, you know, you listen to Butch Thompson, taught somebody how to beat him out and how to make this program better, and we were better because of guys like Jonathan Holder. And, you know, John Cohen made the decision to hire Chris Lamonis. And, you know, let's be honest, John kind of got out there in front and said, we're going to bring in a guy who's been to a lot of championships, and then you're hiring a coach from Indiana, and people say, I don't know, who is this guy? And John Cohen says, this is my guy. He can do it. And, look, it's been obvious from the beginning when you start to hear guys like Jake Mangum and Cole Gordon say, this is our guy, this is the guy that's going to do it. Here's the thing you know about Jake. Jake's a pretty polished speaker, but he's going to tell you what he thinks too. And you go back and you look, Chris Lamonis, man, we can always go back in a season and say, I'd have done this, I'd have done that. All I can say to you is the guy just won us a national championship, and we just dang near run rule the team in back-to-back games doing it. Absolutely. Man, this is great. And, you know, this is the moment, too, when you also say you want to tip your hat to the team you played. You want to say that Vandy is a tremendous program and the job that Tim Corbin has done is nothing short of amazing. And so I just want to say you're better than this. You're better than the way you act. You're better standing on the dugout. This is about us. This is about us. It's not about them. Anyway, I just want to see your face when I did that. <laughs> I, said, Look, I, I will say this. I think you make a good point. Uh, for me, and, and not everybody will agree with this, but this isn't about who's unhappy. It's not about what message board fans think. It's not what Twitter thinks. This is about the Bulldog family. And this is going to be a moment that the people who are a part of this are going to remember to the day they're gone. And it's really, really cool to have our families here. And I'm going to have to call our friends at Bank First, get a home line of credit. I bought early on StubHub. I did not time the ticket market well, Bart. Oh, you didn't? I did mm. not. And you know what? I don't care. I walked out of the stadium tonight with a good friend of mine, Jim Sneed. And if you know Jim Sneed, lives in uh, Tupelo, fantastic human, just a great guy. He turns 80 years old coming up quickly. And uh, he said, you know, I thought I had this. I thought we were going to get it a couple times and maybe some other sports. I thought we were going to get it here in 2013. You may have thought you were going to get it in 1985. And uh, I start thinking about guys like that, man, who who, uh, who pick up the – who have a chance, a chance to wear that, that hat to work, you know, next week. And I know some of you guys are going to try to – please don't, don't rub this in anybody's face. I know you want to. But this is – like you said, Charlie, this is us. I mean, we just won the national championship – 
worry about us. We just want it. And so, hey, it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe of East Mississippi. Uh, Mosquito Joe, they make outside fun again. You think our you, friend Spanky's happy right now? I think I think Spanky is excited right now. Hob is excited right now. All these, yeah, they're excited right now. Spanky, Robert Carlton, man, yeah. Mosquito Joe of East Mississippi. I got a text notification just a little bit ago. It said they're going to spray my yard tomorrow. And this was not one of those deals that we're doing this because they're going to spray my yard. It's not that. But that's d- absolutely not how we roll. No, it's not. We have never once taken any, no. said anything about somebody because we were asked to. No. I mean, we do it because these are guys that we like and we value. And we trust and we value their business. They're good business people. But they also have a great product. And that, when we start thinking about Farm Bureau and Country Pleasing Sausage and Heartland Catfish and all the guys we mentioned here, Chris Keene. Hey, we Cannon. saw our friend Henry Hamill here. Yep. You talk about a guy that's happy right now. Yes, sir. Henry Hamill is one happy bulldog. Everybody associated with Farm Bureau right now, man, Henry is Henry's a, he's a good dude, man. Great guy. So, anyway, East uh, Mississippi of Mosquito Joe. It's a complete difference if you've never had your your yard sprayed for mosquitoes. It is a, uh, especially in the south, especially in Mississippi, where you get some afternoon showers, get some rain showers every now and then. But, man, I tell you what, it, it has completely changed the way we can do our outdoor living. And they also have those misting systems. So whether you're in the Golden Triangle area, whether you're in the Jackson area, where the Tombsuba area, the Meridian area, or Hattiesburg, Laurel, Give them a call, and they will treat you right, and they will change the way you do your outdoor living, and that is Mosquito Joe of East Mississippi. I did not expect you to say Tomb Suba on the broadcast today. Tomb Suba, who was the guy who was the lead singer? Wasn't the lead singer the Temptations from Tomb Suba? I I, I can't speak intelligently about the – Yep. Hey, let's go enjoy this one. Yeah. Yeah, we we got our families here. we got a bunch of folks here, and appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hey, thanks – to our great sponsors in Bank First, Two Brothers, Rudy White ahead? Realty. We didn't look ahead. Well, the look ahead. You said we were going to look ahead. Well, let's look ahead. Look ahead. I mean, how do you how do you how do you how do you put the? I mean, this is the ultimate high right here, man. I mean, so I now here's what I would like to do for my my last parting shot today, Bart. I want to give sincere thanks to this Mississippi State baseball team, Chris Lamonis, John Cohen. I want to give thanks to all the guys who came here and laid the groundwork. You don't just make it to this level overnight. You get there over time. And and it, and it I want to say this. Our fans made a difference. Our new ballpark makes a difference. Yeah. We are a different program since we got that new stadium. And there were some people who weren't thrilled about it, and they were wrong, and that's okay. I've been wrong. But we are a different team now when we play at home in a regional when we play at home in a Super Regional, and what you saw today here was nothing like we've ever seen before at Mississippi State. And I want to say one last time, the sincerest of thank yous to everybody who stopped and made a comment to us and who talked to us going out. I'm absolutely blown away by the support. You know, you and I sat down to do this mostly because we wanted to talk about Mississippi State baseball. What a run, and I'm just so thankful to everybody who's uh, given us a shot and listened to us. Hey, it's been a blast. Of course, we'll come back. We'll probably put the wraps on everything the next, sometime in the next week after we kind of settle down a little bit, try to have some interviews for you over the summer as well, kind of keep you engaged, let you know what we're doing and getting you ready for football as well. But, yeah, this is, uh, this is as good as it gets. 
this is kind of what you dream of as a kid growing up a Bulldog baseball fan. And so we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. National champions. We just won the national championship. <laughs> we just won. And let me tell you this, man. Sims, tell you, he didn't see me cry a whole lot, man. But I'm telling you, I had, I had tears. I had some tears, man, especially middle innings. So, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's absolutely cool. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us. The dogs are the national champions of college baseball. Appreciate you guys listening to the postgame wrap.